Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Welcome, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, founder and owner of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Today, I have with me again Isaiah Chass, our founding agent. Absolutely. Excited here. Fourth part of the series, how to prepare for moving. Uh, this is the fourth series. If you haven't seen the other three, three uh, please go back and, and uh, check them out. And if you uh, like any of these, please hit like and subscribe. So uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about how to uh, uh, prepare uh, a concrete lease. So you've, uh, you've sent out the applicant, you've, you've, uh, the application, uh, you've got it back, you've vetted it, uh, and, and really have gone through it very well, and you've selected a tenant now. And so, uh, or, or you think you've selected someone that, that you want to move in. And so the, the big part of uh, uh, the, this chapter is just making sure that everything goes through and don't assume that anything, uh, don't, don't assume anything. So um, before, do not let anyone move in uh, or al- uh, allow them to put their belonging in, belongings in until the date of possession. And this will be really common that you'll have a tenant like that will like, let's say it's the first of the month and the property is, is, is vacant right now. And they'll say, oh my gosh, would it be okay if I have access to the garage and store, store a bunch of items in the garage and we won't move into the home, we won't go into the home, uh, is that okay? No, uh, they don't ha- their, their renter's insurance policy isn't gonna be put in place you know, until the lease is active that way. If, if by chance they put something in there and, and let's say the home burns down, they are not covered that way. So um, it's just as a general rule, do not let people's belongings uh, go in there and certainly don't let someone move in prior to their, their lease date that way. Um, also require full rental payments uh, to avoid uh, any situation where they pay like a partial rent, um, which can cloud the eviction process that way. Um, list uh, joint responsibility in the lease for uh, if, you know, if there's roommates or something of that nature. Uh, list uh, the responsibility of both tenants or, or what, the, what the responsibilities are. Um, tenants are responsible for their roommates' actions. So you can't have like a lease that says, well, this tenant is responsible for this and this tenant's responsible for that. If the property's damaged and the interior is damaged, both both uh, tenants uh, should be on the hook for that. So don't segment out certain responsibilities within the le- lease. Uh, for the accepted pets, list the exact breed and name of the pet to avoid any confusion that way um, and on which pet's been accepted. That way, all of a sudden, like, you know, you don't come in and that that brown 25 pound dog is now like a, a different color uh, 70 pound dog so just make sure that you're you're specific that way maybe even take a picture of the animal and, and include it include it as addendum in the lease that way and um don't allow smoking uh, on the premise uh, uh, as cigarettes can leave a stench in the property um, do, doing both sales and rentals. Um, it can be very difficult to uh, to get out smoke smell and often requires uh, having the whole property repainted and all the, uh, the carpets are flowing taken out that way. So um, so just make sure that, that uh, they don't smoke and that's included in the lease that way. Uh, request deposit and rent. Oh, here's something that, that uh, uh, you wouldn't think this has happened, but I have heard about it over the years. Never personally happened to me. But uh, one of the major mistakes is taking the property off the market before you actually receive uh, the funds they've cleared the bank account. And it's just like, you know, people are flaky. Tenants are very flaky that way. And often what happens is that, is that, you know, uh, when the time comes, they've, they've changed their mind or, you know, this isn't, uh, this, this can't happen. Maybe there is actually 
two homes that they were really interested in and they weren't sure they're going to get both of them. So they went through both processes all the way to the end and they got them and then they decide, you know what, I'm going to pick the one that I want. Um, not a great way of doing things at a tenant, but that does happen. So you don't want to stop marketing that property and you want to continue to communicate with those, those previous people that you'd spoken to until the checks cash the check and the checks cleared. That way, once you have the money in the bank, then you know you're good. But before that, don't make any assumptions that way. So, and then you also want to confirm that they have renters insurance yes. in place from, from right. the tenants. You know, one of the many mistakes that a lot of landlords make is not uh, requiring renters insurance and not confirming it. So they might say they have it in place, but they don't actually have it in place. Um, there could be flooding, there could be break in, there could be damage, uh, and you don't want the tenant coming after you for damages. Uh, it's much easier to tell them to submit a claim to you know their renters insurance uh, company than uh, them coming after you for it, and. Uh, on top of that, your homeowner's insurance policy or your landlord's insurance policy um, also allows that uh, that company could go after the tenant for any damage from right, the property. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, you just want to ensure that that's in place. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, $250,000 for uh, personal liability is recommended. We can go back and yeah. And confirm that. And generally, renter's insurance is very reasonable that way. Yeah. It's, and, and it's something like, you know, um, when you're talking to your landlord, they may say, you know, we have to require renter's insurance. Uh, uh, you know, it's important to have a copy of their policy because your homeowner's insurance probably requires that they have renter's insurance. So, again, just to make sure that you're compliant with your policy, make sure that they have their policy. Right. So. And it is really reasonable. I think maybe... $200 for a six month term. It, it's, yeah. it's super affordable. It, Gen it's, it's, uh, depending on the property, but right, yes, yes. Right, I mean, especially right. if you're like, you know, if you're in a, you know, your, your typical, let's say two bedroom or three bedroom home, you know, uh, anywhere from like a thousand, 2000 square feet, it's going to be generally very reasonable that way. Totally. So you've gotten there, uh, you've had the lease signed, uh, you've gotten the deposit, you've gotten the first month's rent, uh, you verified insurance. Now move in process. Get ready for moving. Uh, you want to uh, have everything ready for them. Uh, obviously, a set of keys, but you do not want to give them the keys uh, until you make sure you have all your ducks in a row that we just mentioned from a signed lease to the deposit and everything. It just goes back to letting them into the property before their move in date. Um, you also, it's a good idea to have it professionally clean and have uh, uh, it, 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 to the level that you want it returned at. Um, you also want, it's a good idea to have a welcome guide, uh, you know, how to operate everything, whether it's appliances, water timers, anything that anyone living in the home. Water shut off. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Make sure that there's a wrench to shut off, uh, you know, uh, at the main to be able to shut off the water, have a wrench there and in uh, a diagram where they know where to get it. So if there's an emergency, if, if uh, you know, a plumbing leak breaks, your property isn't destroyed because the tenant couldn't figure out how to shut off the water. So right. things of that nature, you know, electrical panel, you know, th things of that nature are really important. So. Yeah, obviously, you know, as, as a landlord, you're going to have your, your selected vendors for plumbing and electrical and, right. you know, this and that. But it's always a good idea to have everything laid out uh, that anyone living in the home, that anything that they should know that they do know about the home. Um, because at the end of the day, they're going to be living there. And if anything happens, um, they should understand what needs to be done to address it if it is a very imminent uh, issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, once you get everything ready for them to be moved in, you want to conduct uh, a movement inspection. Yep. Yeah. So uh, uh, this is something, you know, uh, 
I'd recommend, uh, you know, walking through the home with a tenant. And uh, again, w- what you want to make sure is you, you've, you, when you're showing the home, you probably should have already had it clean. I mean, if the, the home shows better and cleaner right off the bat, it sex, uh, sets expectations for the tenants. So we always like to have the property clean prior to showing and then touch it up you know, uh, before the tenant moves in that way. But that way, again, like both when you're, when you're showing it and when the tenant's there, you've set the expectations of how, how clean you want the property. And, uh, and they have an understanding sort of like a standard, you know, expectation that way when they return the unit, uh, you know, and I would be, you know, you want to be thorough with uh, the move-in inspections, walk around, look for, uh, dents in the baseboards, uh, you know, look out, uh, any, uh, drawers that may not be sliding correctly in the kitchen, things of that nature scratches on the wall um you know any appliance is not working really go through it with a fine tooth comb you uh, you know I, i'd recommend doing this prior to renting the property to make sure that you know what's going on but but if you haven't or you know it, it doesn't hurt to go through it a second time um even when they're there you know turn on the yes. oven turn on the the stove that way there's no argument you know when they're four days you know into the property have already been there to say well this doesn't work well you know we walked the home at the day of moving and all this right. work so we'll get someone out there to address that but it's it's not something that you know we gave you a faulty an item for sure sure yeah exactly uh so uh you know uh, you can pay also uh 3d tours have become more popular and so when we rent out a property we do a 3d tour and then we keep that tour because it because it really shows the condition of the home so if there's any you know hey there was the scratch on the wall or no there wasn't we can pull up that 3d tour and and see it that way which makes it really nice it doesn't work for appliances and things like that obviously but uh it's still like a little extra tool in your hat to have um if you you know you're not going to be able to have that ability if you're just running out your own place there's there's various services that uh that conduct 3d tours that may be a good idea to do something like that but again like you really want to document the the uh, condition of the property it's it's not even a bad idea to you know walk through the property and take a video and then email it over to the client, uh, not the client, but the tenant say, hey, yes. this is the video we took from today, just confirming that, you know, you have a copy of it. Right, right. And, you know, if you don't have a 3D, you don't have to have a 3D tour, but take pictures. You know, pictures are worth a thousand words and, and the more pictures, 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 the better um, that way. And again, like just, you know, try to document. If you have a very nice home, you want to you be able to show that. So take lots of pictures showing that the home's in really good shape, that you didn't have those scratches on the wall, that, you know, that door damage from your tenant's pet wasn't there before things of that nature that that you know that all the screens on the windows were there that there wasn't the one in the backyard missing you know that way that that everything was there because those things will come up you know so you just want to really document uh, the moving inspection really well because it'll make your life so much easier when the tenant vacates the property it'll it'll negate the art you know negate the arguments and things of that nature totally and that way when you do the move out inspection you know you can go back and itemize everything from there so we hope that covers everything from the, the rental management aspect. With that being said, I think that concludes our, our uh, series for, uh, for you know, finding and selecting the best tenant. Isaiah, thank you very much for, for uh, putting this together. And, and hopefully, I think people will get a lot out of this. Absolutely. Let us know if there's anything more about this process that we didn't cover and you'd love to hear about. Uh, we're happy to go into more depth with you.
Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, this can be overwhelming. We do do property management services. Um, and we're, uh, we're very reasonable. In fact, I think we're probably from what I've seen, probably the most reasonable in the industry and we'll do a great job. So if this does become overwhelming, we are always here for you. Um, uh, but, uh, if you enjoyed this series or any of our podcasts, please hit like, and subscribe. So you'll see uh, more of them in the future. I'm Sean Payne, founder and owner of live Explore, And thank you for joining us. Welcome to the live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.